Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Thanks to John Bloom for joining us. Uh, Ann Myers Drysdale is going to join us in the second half of the show. Wolf, a friend of mine just texted me this. I believe it's a tweet by Tim Bontemps, but I, I dug a little bit deeper on it. Okay, so here's here's the numbers. Okay. Through two games. Yeah. Devin Booker, 62 points. 62 through two games. That's okay. Good. Yeah. 31 again. Kevin Durant, 53 points. Okay. You know, not the shooting percentage you'd expect in game two, but he still has given you 53 points. Okay. DA has 28. Wow, okay. Chris Paul has 19. Okay. The entire rest of the team has 32 points through two games. Oh, come on. Come on. So, basically, (laughs) those four guys, the core four is what you're saying. Yeah. And then you're getting 16 points a game from everybody else on average. Yeah, I, I guess that means it was a good first game because the second game was not even that. The second game was just six. Wow. And, That's a stunning number right there. You don't have all Chris they can Paul think tonight of either. Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> that's all I can think of. Well, that's because there I'm was sorry. three of him on one screen before. <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm surprised you're not just watching the Seahawks Raiders replay from oh. 1988 that's on this TV. You better believe it. I'm watching it right now. I actually saw Marcus Allen. Do you remember Marcus Allen based in Orleans, right? Marcus Allen, of course, get in front of both. Jackson in the I formation. There it is again. There it is right there again. It's a, they, they've got Marcus Allen blocking for Bo Jackson. He does look a little smaller than Bo Jackson. Oh my goodness. That. I can't even believe they did that. If I remembered, if I've ever seen that before, shame on me for not talking about it. Marcus <laughs> Allen in the eye as the fullback blocking for Bo Jackson. Okay, I'm over it. All right, no, you're not. But, but we're still going to talk about the Suns instead. You're definitely not over it. Uh, we just talked to John Bloom, uh, and one of the topics there towards the end was Kevin Durant and... He's coming off a game that, by his standards, it's it's not just a bad Kevin Durant game. It's a game that doesn't happen. Two of 12 from threes. He's never missed 10 threes in the game. 10 of 20, uh, 27 overall from the field. He's still got you some points. But Kevin Durant is one of the most efficient scorers in NBA history. So when he's shooting 10 of 27 and 2 of 12 from three and not getting to the free throw line, that didn't look like Kevin Durant. And so just the simple law of averages over the course of his entire career, that's going to correct itself. Now, the problem is you don't have a ton of games for it to correct itself. Do. You know, I'm not a scientist, but I know that when they say like stuff and averages and numbers, they correct themselves over time, right? Do. It has to correct itself two nights. There's no, there's no more games like, oh, well, you know, if you just played another hundred games, they, they have one and then another one on Sunday. They need to win. So it's got to correct itself tonight. Monty Williams talked about if he senses Kevin Durant wants a big game tonight. I wouldn't want to make quotes about what I sense. You know what I mean? I think that's it just gives you a quote that makes me look stupid. But I just I just know the guys that put the work in. That I, I know that confidence comes from work, you know, and I, I see these guys every day. I see their intentions. I see the work they put in. Um, we've always had a group that is uh, we're a bunch of sore losers, and that, that pushes you to get in the gym and, and look at what you can do better. And he's at the highest of the high on that list. And so I'm, I don't want to anticipate or talk about what I sense. I just 
I've seen him directly and indirectly over the years. That's just who he is. Yeah, man. Can you imagine being Kevin Durant right now, right? Kevin Durant, um, I'm sure, looked at game two of this series right now and thought, oh, man, that that sucked buttermilk, right? I'm sure KD himself. Of course. This is a guy who's accountable and holds himself accountable. 10 of 27? As you said, 2 of 12 from beyond the arc? I mean, these are not KD numbers. If I showed you that stat line... History would tell you that is never Kevin Durant. Right, exactly. So here's KD. Do you think he's going to be on point tonight? Do you think he's going to be looking at that saying, man, you know what? It's kind of like when you 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 date a girl, right, Basinonians? And I don't know anything oh boy, about dating. I really don't. I don't know anything about it. I, I've done it twice in my life, okay? Okay. Twice. So this I, I know nothing then. about dating whatsoever, but I do know when you meet your date's parents, right, it's kind of a big deal. It, you, okay, you that's Put your yeah. best foot forward right now. And I think I look at KD and I think, man, he it's, it's ringing a little hollow through the first two games. OK, it wasn't bad in game one, but he did have seven turnovers in that game. Yeah. Seven inexplicable. Also very turnovers. unlike Kevin Durant. Yes. And, and I, I would say some of those turnovers were very late when the game was over and they were or not over, but they were like pressing like they had. But still, it doesn't matter. Seven turnovers. And even if you take those out, it was still like four or five. Yes. So at some point in time, you know, you know, KD really meant. I hope I'm not tipping my hand on Kevin or Devin. Well, on I hope Tuesday I'm you not. said you're definitely picking Kevin. I did, did I say, say that, that on Tuesday? Tuesday? Okay, yes, I said on that on Tuesday. <laughs> Val, of course, is agreeing. Yes, you <laughs> did say that. Okay, great. I said it. Well, you know what? I guess I did tip my hand early then because I, I think he, the Slim Reaper, is going to go off. And and by the way, Johnny, right now, you know I love you, but Durantula to the Slim Reaper? No, I'll take the Slim Reaper all day long if I'm going with a nickname and I'm KD. The Slim Reaper doesn't get any better than that. And you know what? Honestly, here it is tonight. The Slim Reaper. I, metaphorically speaking... He can go by whatever he wants if he drops 40 tonight. Basin O'Neans, there there are times where I looked over and saw Lawrence Taylor standing on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and I saw a dude that basically was in a hood and had a sickle. (laughs) Okay? When you looked at this guy, because you just knew that is a bad, bad Well, KD will actually wear the hood on the bench. I'm wondering exactly if that's going to happen tonight. Will, Will the Denver Nuggets look at the Slim Reaper and basically see a dude on the floor with a hood and sickle. This is why you got him. You got him for tonight. This, I mean, the, the, you, to boil it down, there's a bunch of other reasons you got him, but you got him for tonight. You're in the playoffs, and it's not going well. This is why you have Kevin Durant. Uh, here's KD yesterday, how he approaches the next day after a rough shooting performance. Stick to the same routine. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of times I'm playing a mental game, so... Um, usually when I miss shots or struggle to shoot the balls, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a approach thing. It's, it's kind of approaching the game where the spots on the floor where I need to be aggressive from. So it's all about, about surveying the game and see where I fit, seeing where I fit. I mean, he's going to be fine. It's Kevin, it's Kevin Durant. 
Not to, to bring back a phrase from the entire last year. but it, <laughs> Don't do it. But That's Kevin Durant. The thing is, and this is where this gets tough tonight. Ain't that something? What does fine look like? You know, he said exactly what I thought he would say right there. Yeah, I just stick to my routine. Because he's been doing this for 15 years, and he's been one of the best players. But this is the beauty and also the, the real tough part of the playoffs. Again, if you play another 100 games, he's going to have, what, two or three bad shooting performances? Yeah. But one of them could be tonight, right? He's not going to change anything he's doing, and he shouldn't. But even if he goes out there and plays a really good game, they still need more than just KD yes. and Devin Booker to yes. win the game. You're right about that. But while we're talking about the Slim Reaper right now, Kevin Durant, ladies and gentlemen, um, he needs to get to the free throw line. That is that, that's something what he can he, fix. This is what he needs to do. He needs 15-plus free throws tonight. That, that's what I want to see out of KD. 15 plus. Just if you, if you throw one number out there right now, how are you going to get to the line 15 plus times? You take it to the rock. So he has six free throw attempts in this series, okay? And, and he's the best free throw shooter wow. in the NBA, right around 95%. Wow. He has six. For his career, he averages, let me get the exact number right, almost eight attempts per game. Okay. For his entire career. Yeah, his entire career. Eight per game. Do you have playoff games? I do. Maloney. You know Maloney said You're go to break. You're doing all this here. research right now. I mean, I, I can see your head. He actually it's averages ready more. To explode. Yeah, this is a lot of numbers. He actually well, averages. Of course he does. He averages 8.4 free throws per game in the playoffs. See, there you have it right there. We need, I, I need more. Can I, I, can I, feel I get like that's greedy fixable. on you right now? Yeah. A double digits at least, but 15? That's the number. Uh, all right. How much would one win without Chris Paul tonight potentially swing the series for the Suns? We'll get deeper into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Fight. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. It's easy to fall into the way of thinking. I don't want to say a trap because it's it's probably the logical way to think. Honestly, Wolf, you're down 2-0 in the series. I believe Sarah said in one of her updates this morning, teams down 2-0 in the series come back and win about 7 or 8% of the time. Wow. Now, as you established earlier, teams down 3-0 in the series come back and win 0% of the time. 0 and 149 all-time. In fact, I have the breakdown of that. Okay? Here it is right here, game three. So if you're down 3-0... You never win the series. You're 0-149. You, you never win the series. 91 of those in NBA history have finished in a sweep. Another 44 ended in five games. 11 ended in six games. And only three of them, like you said earlier, went seven games. Those three teams did rally, but they couldn't win game seven. You know me, what an optimist I am and how positive I am. And it, the, the thought of somehow, some way... Not being able to come back when you get down 3-0, in a series. Not being able to come back is staggering to me that nobody's ever done it. Nobody in the history of the league. It, it is crazy because this goes back to like the 1940s with some of these stats. <laughs> yes! Um, I don't have any interest in the Suns trying to rewrite history on Sunday. you got to win the game tonight. But I will say this. We just saw Golden State come back from down 2-0 to a pretty good Sacramento team last round. I do think this Suns team is capable of coming back from down 
And if you win tonight, it's not like, hey, we have control of the series. But if you win tonight, you just won a game without Chris Paul. Put a little doubt into yes. Denver's mind, please. Yes. See, when you get right down to it, I agree with everything you said right there. But can I see game three first before I agree with you in regard to saying they can come back and well, win this series? They can. I'm not saying because, they will, but they because can. Because it's Chris Paul. It's not having CP3. And I know that everyone says, oh, Wolf, is that how many points did Chris Paul score in the first two games? 19. It wasn't like he was lighting it up. No, he wasn't. But you look at his plus minus. He spaces the floor out, too. He's, he he's, the guy, yeah. he's the guy that had the best plus minus by far and away of any of the Phoenix Suns. He was in the plus. And that's because he's Chris Paul. And the flow of the game was helped by him, not hindered, helped by him. So because of that, I need to see them play tonight. I need to see game three before I start feeling the way you do. If they go out and they handle business and campaign and the starting lineup looks good, um, yeah, I think maybe I'll start to come around and say, yeah, they could tie this thing up. Well, I believe they have the talent level to do it, but I need to see him play without Chris Paul first. They they need to... Like, it's weird. We've had this whole week where they played on Monday and they haven't played since, obviously. They're going to play two games before we're back here on Monday. So this series could be over next time we do a show. Or it could be tied. I would say even if they're down 3-1, I mean, that's not great. But that's doable it's not great but it is doable but it depends to your point how it looks like you have to have other guys stepping up the the bigger concern to me right now is is not not that historically teams don't come back from 2-0 very often it's that it looks like a two-man team right now with da checking in sometimes too nobody else you're making the assumption they win game three when you say even if they're down three one you think they can come back Uh, well if they're down three oh and they win game four now they're down three one you're gonna be okay no no no, No, i'm not gonna be okay down three one either but i'm just saying there's a path where like if (laughs) if they go out there tonight and they look really good and campaign looks like hey when campaign starts he plays better and that gets reinforced and somebody off the bench damian lee whoever terrence ross gives you points da looks like okay the way he did in game two kd looks like KD and you win this game and it's like yeah that's what the Suns are supposed to look yes. like and then you go out and lose by like one on, on Sunday you're in a tough spot but you at least look like a team that's capable of doing it right now they just look like a two and a half man team and that's not gonna work yeah no I agree with your assessment right there in regard to okay if it happens that way specifically I just think tonight is going to tell us so much that's why I'm so jacked up about game three tonight and what's gonna happen are you kidding kidding me we're gonna get resolution the image of this series is going to become clear (laughs) proof of life for the phoenix suns game tonight they're up against it based on earnings their back is to the wall right now and nobody knows that better nobody knows that better than devin booker and kevin durant and monty williams and james jones and everybody that's going to go out there and compete I I get it. You can't go down 3-0 in a series. You can't. Guess what? That's exactly what they're faced with tonight. And that's why the Denver Nuggets are going to get the Phoenix Suns' best shot tonight. Bank on it. And they in know terms it. of effort. They know in it. terms of physicality. In terms of tenacity and intensity. They're going to get the Phoenix Suns' best 
tonight. It would be nice. And I know I said this earlier in the week, but, but because it, it stands out to me more than anything else. You talk about Monty Williams. I know a lot of fans are like, hey, you know, Monty, his in-game adjustments aren't great. And, you know, he's getting out coached. There's some truth to it. But I also think he made really good in-game adjustments going into game two. But the one thing, if you want to if you want to have a real knock on Monty Williams, and it's not fair to just be on him, it's his teams the last couple years. When they start losing in the playoffs, they don't recover. This would be a good time to end that trend. The only time that they've strung two losses together in a row and recovered in these last couple years was when they lost to the Lakers in the first round two years ago and they went down 2-1. They came back and won that series. Otherwise, it's it's they it, credit them for getting up in these series and winning most of them, but the Dallas series, once they started losing, they never really recovered. The Milwaukee series, once they started losing, they never recovered. It doesn't need to be that way in this round. If you win tonight, this is a series again. Every best of seven series after three games, somebody's up two to one or three zero. So if you get it, if you get it to two to one, that's that's not like some you have to rewrite history to come back in the series at that point. Yeah, and once again, I do wonder about this. Is it really going to be Chris Paul is going to miss Game Four and Game Five? Is it really going to be a situation where CP three does? Is it is it really, or or might we see him sooner than that? I, I don't know. I am fascinated with who is going to step up right now. We talk about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. We we talk about those two guys. I don't even go to DeAndre Ayton at that point in time, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. My, after KD and Devin Booker, I think of a role player. <laughs> I think of tonight, which, which is going to be legendary tonight. I think of tonight, a role player like Torrey Craig, like... J.O., a role player that might actually step up and and become integral to the Suns winning this supposed game. Supposed to play better at home, right? Role yeah, players right, always play better at it, home. Right yeah. here. The opportunity is going to be there. And again, this massive game, just how important it is for the rest of the series and the direction of this series. There's going to be somebody, a role player, a glue guy that is going to make a play or two that could tip the outcome of this game for the Phoenix Suns one way or the other. Who's that guy going to be? It's Kevin Durant yesterday at practice uh, asked if his approach changes at all with Chris Paul out. It's more so just, yeah, I mean, it's obviously we're going to miss Chris and Brands to the table. So, but we just got to go out there and play our games, play together. I think you know, we try not to think too much about it and you know, try to move the ball and play together on the defense side of the ball. And, you know, we're in a good position. Well, more from KD on what he personally is going to miss with no CP3. It's another ball handler, somebody that can control the offense and create for us and himself. And, uh, it's always tough, you know, missing a guy like that that can do multiple things on the floor. Uh, so we don't have to do it as a group. Think about KD, man. He's an all-time great. He's still in his prime. And he's won two finals MVPs, right? Tonight's game is the sort of game where the all-time greats step up. Yes. Like, I'm not saying KD's Michael Jordan, but he's in the all-time great, the top 10, top 15, whatever. He's in that range. And of every player in NBA history, maybe not Charles Barkley, would put him in there. He's sitting in the same room. Yes. With whoever <laughs> you want to put in there. Exactly Kobe, Tim right. Duncan, you put whoever anybody you in there, he's sitting in the same room. And those guys step up in a game like this. There's yes. just no way around You're it. Right. And, and they step up pretty much 100% That's of the time. Right, I'll tell you. <sighs> I can't wait for tonight. 
Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll look over at the other series in the Western Conference. Golden State came back and uh, with emphasis last night. Are they still the toughest team in the Western Conference? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Gonna let the song play out for a while. You like this? <laughs> Except it's a bed, so I really can't just let it play out okay. for a while. I mean, um, it's not Tool, ladies and gentlemen. No, nobody would ever mistake this for Tool. Okay, thank you. It's not Tool because it's not a 17-minute song. Yeah, well, oh no, it's not Tool for a lot other. I reasons. understand, but it's also I, look. I've Isn't heard that Tool, right, Mater? I've heard Tool today. Courtesy of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think I actually heard some driving in today. I too. wonder if we put up a pool, a poll, Blink One Eighty Two or Tool, <laughs> who would win? I'm gonna do it. Okay, just go ahead and do it. I'm gonna yeah. do it. All right, yeah, here we do go. It. Here we go. I'm going with Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, and Travis Barker. The thing thing that's working against Wolf is Wolf doesn't know how to vote in these things either. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lost vote right there. Okay, base earnings. I'm recruiting right now. (laughs) Let's let's back Maynard. All right, up there in Jerome, Arizona. Vote Wolf or vote Aaron. That's basically what this is. Yeah. Well, what side are you on, Luke? I mean, look, I like Tool, but I'm going to lean blank on this one. Sorry, oh, my Wolf. goodness, sorry. right? Well, you drove to uh, Coachella, correct? I did. And you saw Blanket. No, hey, you left. As I, a matter of well, fact, I left before. for this show. Yeah, right. Well, you left. <laughs> you didn't s- I stayed for I saw some of it. Oh, you saw some of Blanket. all of it because they okay. moved it to Sunday night instead of Friday night. Tool's going to be there. Okay. In like <laughs> three or four months. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'll have to catch him later. This is what it is. Whoever wins this uh, this poll will take Wolf to go see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if it's Tool, hey, you're set. And if it's Blink, well. Yeah, you know what? Uh, just vote Tool, Basin Arnines, if you, if you see that. Poll. When is, where are we going to, are we going to tweet this out? Is I'm going to tweet be? this out. I'm okay, currently trying this. Okay, there we go, right there. You keep uh, interrupting her so IT, she can't tweet it out. ladies and gentlemen. IT at work. Um, the Warriors won last night by 27. Another way to put it is the Lakers lost last night by 27. And I just feel... That felt great, didn't it? It did, didn't it? I I have no love for the Warriors. I don't care one way or the other. Now, you know me, for the last year and a half, I've just wanted a Suns-Warriors playoff series, and it's still possible. But that wasn't why that felt good last night. It was just good to watch the Lakers lose by 27, because the Lakers are legit. They are right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to say it. I don't think they're going to win the series. I think Golden State's more legit, obviously. But... um, you know, all the stats we just gave you, if the Lakers won that game last night, it would have been 2 nothing L.A. You don't this, want that. Yeah, this was, you know, this was fairly, this was going to be a game through the first half. And then it wasn't. And then it was not no. a game by any stretch of the imagination. The Lakers outscored, the the Lakers were outscored, I should say, 84-47. to 47. In the third and fourth quarters. Well, that's a problem. 84 to 47 in the third and fourth quarter. They got lit up by the Golden State Warriors. And it didn't stink to see the Lakers struggle. It didn't suck buttermilk to see LeBron James out there with a weird look on his face as he was down by 25. Um, 
felt good, as a matter of fact. But the Warriors, it just reminded me of the Warriors. This is what I expect to see from the Phoenix Suns tonight. I'm sorry. Be nice. It is. If you want to follow in that team's footsteps, and that seemed to be the uh, mindset after last season. Hey, look, Golden State, they know when to peak. we got to learn how to, to peak at the right time. Okay, well, Golden State just came back from down 2-0, and they just lost the first game to the Lakers. Now, now it's the time to follow Golden State. Uh, Golden State, by the way, might do the exact same thing this year. Yeah, we're kind of here. Oh, okay, there's 70 games in. Okay, wake us up. Yeah, we'll just win the title again. That's it's unbelievable. very much on the table. Very much on the table right now. It's their toughness that I respect so much. You stop and think about it. I, I realize they lost game one to the Lakers at home. I understand that. Warriors came back and you saw a team with a different resolve in game two against the Lakers. And they came out, especially in that second half, that was intentional. They came out with a clear intensity level that, to me, was a tick up of what they had in the first half. And just watching them go out there and compete, it was incredible. Through the first two games, the Warriors have made 42 three-point field goals in the last two games against the Lakers. It's unbelievable. 42 is what they've made. Uh, I and it wasn't like stuff was going off last night. He was not. No, Clay Thompson's waking up though, and and the Lakers pride themselves on their defense, and it is much better than it was last year, and even at the start of this year. But you can't defend Clay Thompson and Steph when they're when they're shooting like that. Here's LeBron after the game. The best defensive team in the league, if not one of them. Um, so that doesn't change, and that's what we hang our hats on. Um, but like I said, you get credit where credit is due. Clay uh, was spectacular tonight. Uh, Draymond was great in the pocket pass with the rolls and things of that nature. Um, you know, so uh, Jermichael gave him big time minutes. Those, you know, those 12 minutes felt like, uh, you know, 24 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, he was big time for their, for their team in the starting role tonight, too. So um, you give credit, like I said, where credit is due, and we move on to the next game. But our defense is where we, that's where we hang our hat. And, uh, you know, and that, that doesn't stop no matter who we're playing against. That's amazing right there. He cited the Warriors as the best defensive team in the league. No, he was citing himself as the best defensive team. <laughs> Is that what he was? He was citing the Lakers as the best defensive team. Oh, I, I totally missed yeah, that until the end, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's LeBron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I tell you the Warriors are the toughest team in the league right now for me? There was no doubt in my mind that the Warriors were going to come back after losing game one. They were going to come back and they were going to make a statement. This is why I compare what I expect to see from the Phoenix Suns to the Warriors and what they did in game two of this Lakers series. This is what I expect to see tonight from the Phoenix Suns. There was a desperation. There was a purpose to the Warriors. They didn't want to go down 0-2. Okay, going down 0-2 to Sacramento is not going down 0-2 to the Lakers. No, no. But think about this. In that game last night, Steph has 20 points, okay? Now, I know the Stars didn't play much in the fourth quarter, but just think about it. Steph has 20 points. So that's four less than KD had in game two where everybody's all over him. And the Warriors still beat the Lakers by 27. Yes. So the difference... Yes, the Warriors, I agree, are the toughest team because they, they keep doing this. But it's... It's Steph and Clay, but then there are other guys helping him out. And those two don't typically have bad nights, at least not consistently. Clay's had some in you know in the time back from his injury, but for the most part, 
He's the guy that just put up 30 points last night. But they get Jermichael Green was big last night. Draymond Green was better. In fact, he talked about that. I was disgusted with my performance as if I didn't know how to play on both ends. Uh, Chris DeMarco showed me some film yesterday. And he said, I don't know who this guy is defensively. They were all defensive clips. And through the, they were pretty much through the first three quarters. And then he showed me myself in the fourth quarter. He said, this is the guy I know. So show up that way tomorrow. And, you know, I... I took that to the heart, and I knew, you know, that I would have to come out and have a good game, and for in order for us to win, humility is a wonderful master. It really is because humility allows you to be coached. It allows you to look at yourself and see yourself clearly, and where you need to get better, what you need to improve on. Listening to Draymond Green right there, we don't think of humility a lot when you think of Draymond Green, do you? I think it's all about who he has to be humble in front of, right? I think it's a little bit different with Draymond Green. Obviously, if he trusts you the way that he trusts his coaches and his teammates, it's a little bit different, even though he might try to sucker punch you in a practice. Or kick you if you're LeBron, and it's the finals a few years ago. Exactly. I mean, let's, let's not forget these two particular have, have history together. But even Draymond Green, who we don't think of as being very humble, just use humility right there to say, man, he was right, and I need to go ahead and absorb that and do something about it. I love it. Way to go, Draymond. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, are heading to State Farm Stadium with special guest, The Strokes, May 14th. You can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, who's the head of the snake for the Nuggets? And can the Suns play Terrence Ross or TJ Warren without giving up too much defensively? That's the balance they have to hit tonight. We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. As if my dreams are boring, we all know conspiracies are dumb. I feel like you're going to get a steady dose of, uh, of Blink now, Wolf. Just so you know. I haven't looked to see yeah, if we can go okay. there. Okay. Okay. You know, it's a little frat boy, bass and onions, but it does have a little catchy beat to it, and they do grind it a little bit at some point in time. So even though it's maybe not my cup of tea walking around in Dockers... That's what it should be. If Blink wins the poll, you should have to show up dressed like what you think the outfit is for a Blink concert. You should have to show up with Dockers or whatever you just said. Dockers in a collared shirt, wearing an undershirt, of course. Obviously. So cold outside. Uh, I said this earlier. I don't remember if it was on the air or off the air. I think it was on the air. I have this odd feeling that Terrence Ross is going gonna, is gonna to chip in for the Suns tonight, points-wise. No. Yeah, this, this is kind of the Devin Booker thing that I had that one morning yeah, I woke up. Right? Tr- true. Yeah. Actually, you did it twice. Devin Booker a little more established as okay. a scorer. <laughs> you're right about that, but you're not setting the bar very high because I, you did say, what, uh, double digits? Giving, yeah, can, how about like 11? I don't know. Okay, Terrence 11. Ross. The number is 11. Yeah. I'll go 12. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Shocking. 
but he's only played nine minutes in the playoffs so far. And, and what it does is it highlights the bigger point here for the Suns. They're going to have to have Terrence Ross or Damian Lee or TJ Warren. Somebody, somebody's going to have to step up and deliver some points tonight. Here's DeAndre Ayton on that topic yesterday. Yeah, them dudes are scoring machines, man. Um, you know, two guys that can really score the ball. Uh, threats, especially when these teams are helping. And especially, uh, you know, when you're generating offenses, bigs rolling to the end, those guys can knock down. We can inside the shots for us. And, you know, just playing point five and create something for the next to, to contribute to something. Who was that? DA. It's kind of hard to tell that he. You know what I like about dribbling in the background. Well, that's true. You know what I like? Every every um every topic we're doing on the Suns today. Yeah. DA did talk about it yesterday. Like D- he was like really? the ambassador. Yeah. I feel like DA was just out there. Like, yeah, can we hear more DA? Can we hear more of what okay. he said? Right, I'd we, love to yeah, actually hear uh, more of DA. Here, this doesn't. I, I've got another cut, but let me let me say this first. Otherwise, it won't make any sense to fire it off. Sticking with the uh, the Terrence Ross and uh, TJ Warren angle. Here's Monty Williams. It's huge. I mean, I, I think that's for anybody that steps on the floor in the playoffs. The playoffs are high pressure situations. Every possession counts, but you can't allow that to restrict your game. And we've, we've preached that from day one. Um, let it fly, .5. But our best offense is a stop. And when we can get stops, all that other stuff is somewhat more efficient. Okay, that's the risk, right, with Terrence Ross and TJ Warren. That's been the hesitation from Monty Williams to put them out there. Yeah, Terrence Ross might get us 11 points. Is he responsible for Denver getting 20? I mean, they're yeah, going to attack right. him. They're going to do everything they can to get Jamal Murray attacking Terrence Ross if they put him out there. But you're down 2-0. As much as I hate, as much as I hate still looking for your rotation three games into a best of seven series while the other team has their set, they got to switch something up. Here, here's part of the problem, I think, with a lot of the rotation that is going on right now. When you have Devin Booker and you have Kevin Durant on the floor together, would you be, would you want to be the guy actually taking the three? <laughs> would you want to be the guy shooting the ball? Give me the ball, man. What are you doing? You watch this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm right. You, you're just so true. You're just. It's very human to sit there and say. And this is one of the reasons why Book and KD are telling them shoot the ball. Yeah. Shoot the ball. Yeah. Do it with confidence. When you're second guessing yourself as you're letting the ball go, why am Why am I shooting this ball? <laughs> this better be perfect because Kevin Durant's standing right? next to me. You can literally see Devin Booker out of the corner of your yeah. eye as you're shooting the ball. How confident? You're really not looking at the rim. You're you're <laughs> peripherally looking at Book. I'm so certain this is going in. I'd rather shoot it than leave it to Devin Booker. <laughs> Kevin Durant. I mean that. That to you me, have to I'm, have a certain level of unfounded confidence. And yet, and yet, once again, we we hear this from shooters like EJ Eddie Johnson. Mm-hmm. He says it. You've got to pull the trigger. You got to do it. Well, you, if you're gonna, if you're taking the shot anyway. Take the shot, right? Don't sit there and as you're releasing it, being like, oh, "I hope this is perfect." Yeah. Like if you're going to take it, take it. 
Right, but I, I think we'd all agree there's there's a huge difference between getting the pass and, and I'm shooting this. I'm open. Boom. I'm dr- and why are you shooting it? <laughs> um, as you're shooting it, got to get that thought out of your you, head. You have to. You have to get that thought. And out you're right. Of your that's head. why KD and, and Booker are so consistent in telling their teammates to shoot because they don't. It does them no good if if Terrence Ross is like, "Why am I shooting this?" Yes, Great. you still took the shot and it didn't go in. Yes, and yet base and earnings right now. Let's be honest. Let's have a cold, hard conversation about this right now. How many times in a game do you go, you shoot the ball, you got KD and Buck? Right? Well, yes. <laughs> if the guy misses it, and you're like, hey, KD was open. You know, I... But we did the math. How many times man. do you say that? You're gonna if you're gonna win this game without anybody else getting hot and scoring, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are gonna have to combine for about eighty five points, honestly, for you to even have a chance. That's a lot to ask. Think about it. I know. I mean, <laughs> even if they each got you thirty, it's not going to be enough. Somebody else has to points. score. Can I? I don't go eighty-five. That's just that's off the charts. All right. That sounds like oh my goodness, eighty-five. Go eighty. Well, how much did the rest of the team score the other night? Six outside of Da and Chris Paul. Okay, that gets us to eighty-six. Go eighty because then you know I don't know. Book could go for fifty and Katie thirty. Seems like know? a lot to ask, or vice versa, of course, or maybe just forty forty. Two guys going for forty. That's Man. Right. Yeah, just that's you know, no Kevin big deal. and Devin. Who cares? Kevin and Devin. Uh, <laughs> Kevin and Devin. Let's play Kevin and Devin. Forget <laughs> about Kevin or Devin. Um, um, you asked for more Aiton, right? Here's some Aiton, okay? Oh, yeah. But, is, okay, you got me sidetracked. Well, on to that. finish okay. your. No, no, no. I'm finished, all right. <laughs> Trust me. You're not finished. There's two more hours. Do some burn ends. Now, just go ahead and bring up DA for me, please. DA talking about the keys to slowing down Nikola Jokic. Can we just grind them straight up like how I used to in the past? Uh, I know the things I need to do to where. Get him to you know just use a lot more energy, um, get away from the plays a little bit, and not get the ball as much as possessions like that. And mainly like just boxing out more. Um, I don't think I had my body on him as much. Um, I think I was too worried about the physicality of the game and whether how the calls would be called on or not. And you know it, it gets weird around there. You know knowing the, knowing the amount of physicality you can you know doing guy. To where you know whether they're initiating the contact or you're giving the contact, you know, it gets tricky in those ways. So he definitely took advantage of the first two games of me trying to find out uh, the, the rhythm of the games and the physicality of things. But um, right now we're down two goals, so I know my physicality. I know what I'm saying. He knows his physicality right there, and you know, honestly, I, I I want to see him embrace that physicality because what a scary thought that would be to actually engage all of that talent, all of that skill, all of that frame, that body, the physicality of Da. If you were able to harness that just once, if he was, oh my goodness, can you imagine what a a beautiful thing that would be? And you know what? is what I expect from D.A. tonight. I, I expect him to rise to the occasion tonight because every son that takes the floor tonight, I think, is going to be prepared. 
every one of them. They've talked about this for how long now? Oh, yeah, and you have a clear big three right now. And, and, and DA's not on the level of Devin Booker or Kevin Durant, but he needs to be, basically, tonight. To because be. cause you, you are, you're not a three-man team, but you are a top-heavy team where there is a clear-cut big three right now. And you're not going to win without contributions from Campaign or Damian Lee or whoever else. You probably need probably need scoring contributions from two other guys, and then a couple other guys chipping in a little bit. But you need those big three to be dominant tonight. And I thought thought it was honest what Da said right there uh, of you know wanting to be physical, but but you know being worried about how it's going to be officiated. And you can say whatever you want because Da has has not been consistently physical enough throughout his career. I, I totally get that, and I hear people screaming it at their radio right now. But <laughs> when you're in a game like this, where it, this is basically this is basically an elimination game tonight, I hope they let them play. I hope the officials let these guys play tonight because that's that's. The Suns have a much better chance. That's a great point, though. If, if they can play, or if there's any sort of like weird fouls, DA's afraid, he's hesitant because he picks up two fouls in the first five minutes. Or honestly, if Kevin Durant has four fouls again, yes. that's not great. You, I, if this is the Suns' season on the line tonight, I want to see the Suns play. And you know what? I, I fully expect that to be the case, that they're going to let them play tonight. And oh, by the way, the Suns are the home team. When we talk about a team never coming back from being down 3 0 in a Series base and don't even stop and think about that. Never in the history of the NBA a team has come back from being down 3 0. But there were three teams that came back to force a game seven. So, in other words, they won three games in a row after being down three. They came back to tie the series up. All three of those teams in game seven were visiting teams, and they ultimately lost that series. All three. So tonight, I think you're right. I think you're honest. I think they let them play tonight, especially because the Suns are home. I hope so. They let play in the first game, half basically. the other night, and then they then they just didn't. <laughs> Second half, both teams again, not just the Suns. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.